0: Welcome to Leather brands, the podcast for fantasy football. Now, introducing your host, Hunter Slapdog Amaruso and Matt Scotty Holtmeyer. Hello, you
1: beautiful, sexy, handsome, hunky brainiacs. It is Slapdog. Today, we are at the last day of the month june 30th and i as always i am your host slab dog and i'm joined here today by my very good friends we actually have a full house today this is crazy i don't think this has happened yet and we're on episode 40 that is nuts i've got scotty del rey and yeti in the house boys how are
0: we doing it's, i've never it's been it's nice arguing. to see yeah it's nice to see that scotty's on time today i know
1: it's 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 a miracle.
2: Yeah, you weren't supposed to today. No, I wasn't. Well, the thing is, is that Wednesdays, uh, which obviously the episode comes out Thursday, but Wednesdays when we record, and they have become the the standard day for me to have to do a bunch of extra shit at my job. And today, I was forklifting around at the speed of light to be here on time. So you guys are welcome. I only broke, you know, eight or nine different pieces of equipment. So it was successful.
1: You're a hero. Are you? Truly. Are you are, are you forklift certified?
2: Um, I. While we're recording, I will not acknowledge uh, whether or not I am certified to drive a forklift. Plausible no deniability. Said, I like it. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, that's a smart move. Oh, anybody that uh, works for OSHA will not be able to touch you now. So. Well, OSHA
2: well. shouldn't exist anyway. It's a ridiculous government overreach, and I stand by it. <laughs>
1: that's good. That's good. Um, Today we are going to be going over the unsolicited news. And then we are actually going to be doing a mock draft today. So uh, the mock draft that we are doing is of course on the sleeper platform. We are pro sleeper people here. And uh, it's going to be a Dynasty Superflex startup mock draft. So uh, we're gonna do the first 10 rounds. We will have the computer auto-drafting in between our picks, but we are going to be doing that. And then of course, as always, what this podcast was founded on, the foundation, the strength of this podcast, is answering some brilliant questions, so we are going to be doing that as well. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's get down, let's get down to business.
2: All right, kicking off our unsolicited news for the week. We have word that Washington Commanders, uh, Washington Commanders, sorry, wide receiver Terry McLaurin, reportedly agreed to terms on a three-year contract extension worth up to 71 million dollars. he's continuing the string of wide receivers who are getting paid on the deal reportedly guarantees 53.15 million dollars with a 28 million dollar signing bonus the largest amount ever given to a receiver is Terry McLaurin worth it
1: yes but the commanders are not I look man I I, uh, scary Terry's a great wide receiver he is an elite talent a wide receiver I was hoping he was going to leave. I was. I don't like, I do not like the commanders. I don't like that team. I don't like Carson Wentz and I didn't like Taylor Heineke. Yeah. He got paid, but his team is shit and his quarterback situation is not wonderful. I think Carson Wentz is an upgrade from Taylor Heineke, but man, I'm still not How
0: much at... of an upgrade though. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and that, that's my point is that I don't think it's anything incredible. Um, I do think that he'll see an uptick and hopefully be a little bit more feasible in the in the uh, fantasy football realm, but I'm happy he got paid because he is a really talented wide receiver. I'm just I'm slightly frustrated because I, I was really hoping he was going to get out of there, find a better home with some some more upside for him.
0: I have to say I'm glad that he got paid uh, because uh, Warren Sharp he uh, tweeted out these stats today, um, uh, saying that Terry McLaurin has ran over 1,600 routes in his career. And he was only targeted, targeted on 357 routes. Wow. So, so less than half of his routes he's being targeted on and only 62% of his targets were actually catchable. Um, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> uh, he said that takes a certain kind of patience and I agree. Uh, so that $51 million guarantee or whatever he got is certainly worth it. Um. Because Carson Wentz, I could probably Wentz, be patient for that amount of money. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> so while Carson Wentz might be a you know a slight upgraded over Taylor Heineke, uh, Carson Wentz has ranked dead last in accuracy over the last two years combined, and that's with a minimum of 600 passing attempts. So Heineke doesn't qualify. Nice. Um, so it's unfortunately the string of shitty quarterback play is going to continue with scary Terry. Um, and Godspeed to my friend, Terry.
2: (laughs) All right, moving on here. We have word that, uh, CBS's Josina Anderson reports that the Seahawks quote, still have a high level of interest in Baker Mayfield and are even open to extending his contract. CBS's Josina Anderson reports that the Seahawks, oh, this is the same sentence written twice. Okay. So that's the, (laughs) that's the gist of it.
1: Yes. Sign me up. I've been saying this for a long time now. I want it to happen. I'm excited for it to happen. And that's where I want Baker to go because he's not going to take another snap for the Browns. And, you know, Watson's situation is coming to a front. I know that the NFL has stated that – well, we'll actually talk about it here in just a second, so I guess we'll wait for that. But going on with that, the NFL won't accept a suspension of six to eight games for Cleveland Browns' Deshaun Watson – if that's what the disciplinary office or Sue Robinson decides after hearings. So that was really hard for me to read. Um, It was previously uh, reported that the NFL would likely accept such a ban. So we don't really know. I know that the NFL was kind of pushing upwards of a year, like a whole year of suspension. So um, it's still kind of up in the air what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. But I think we can definitively say just that Baker Mayfield will not take another snap with the Browns. He said it. The Browns have said it. He's the Browns have burned that bridge. They're, the, the, his his career with the Browns is over. So, but he's still he's not a bad quarterback, right? And I want him to go to the Seahawks for a few reasons. First and foremost, I think he'll have a longer career there. Uh, and and really, the only other places for him is the Panthers. I'm more excited to go for uh, for him to go to the Seahawks because I think that team is a little bit better than the Panthers all around. Um, and. I really want that to happen for the simple fact of DK Metcalf. That is somebody that I, my heart goes out to cause he had an elite quarterback and then he got hurt last year. Um, Russell Wilson. And then yeah. wasn't exactly the same, but DK Metcalf right now is in not a very favorable situation quarterback play. And with, with Baker Mayfield going there, I think he gets, uh, you know, not to the same level as, as Russell Wilson. For, uh, absolutely. But, um, he's still going to be feasible as a wide receiver. Right now, I, I'm I'm very scared of DK Metcalf and what that currently projects at for fantasy football value. So you bring May- Baker Mayfield into that, his value goes a little bit back up.
0: And I think out of the two situations of uh, Seattle or Carolina for Baker, Seattle is by far the, the best option for Baker. Uh, it's the most quarterback-friendly offense, I feel like, because they are a run-heavy offense. Uh, but he's also going to be surrounded by, I would say, more talent in Seattle than he would in Carolina. Um, sure. Carolina, sure, they have McCaffrey and they have DJ Moore. You'll have McCaffrey for maybe half of the season and then he's out. Um, but then, uh, you know, you have guys like in, in Seattle, DK Metcalf, he'll, um, he's, a, I think he's a stud wide receiver. Tyler Lockett, who's going to be your deep threat guy. And then they're just going to hammer the rock in between the tackles. That's what Seattle does. So, Sign me up for him going to Seattle. I would love it. All
2: right, next thing up here San Francisco 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo will officially receive permission to negotiate his contract with other teams ahead of a potential trade. So, this has been a long time coming. Um, do you guys have any uh, ideas as far as where Jimmy G will end up? Whether he'll be starting, whether he'll be backup somewhere, whether he'll be you know Colin Kaepernicking his way? uh off the NFL uh you know roster what do you guys think he's going to do
0: I think the only option for him at this point is Carolina if he wants a starting job it's going to be in Carolina um that's assuming that Baker doesn't go there obviously um if if he doesn't get traded before the season he's going to have to wait until like a young quarterback struggles I think I could see somewhere like Atlanta maybe being a fit that's like later was, on in the season. Yeah, that's what I was going to um, say too. I know they they drafted a, a quarterback there, but you know if he struggles and the Mariota is probably going to struggle, maybe they give Jim, Jimmy G a shot. But I think the options are just very slim for Jimmy G at this point. I agree. I
1: was I was actually going to say that was that was the first thing that came to my mind. Is very obviously the Panthers are are another contender for obtaining him. Um, Sam Darnold is not the answer there, but Sam Darnold might be who they roll with. Uh, obviously the Seahawks are another one, but you know, I'm, I'm staking my claim that I do think Baker will end up there. I've said that for a very long time now. And I, I do believe that, uh, but the Falcons were somebody that immediately came to mind because they, they have Marcus Mariota, like you just mentioned, and you know, he might struggle. They got that rookie Desmond Ritter. He also might struggle. Um, and, and, Jimmy G could end up being a filler quarterback until they can, get that whole mess situated so that was where my mind immediately went as well I don't know I, I really don't I, I I personally am not high on Jimmy G I really wasn't for the past couple of years I don't think he's an incredible quarterback but he was who they chose to ride with and um, I'm not surprised by this news because as I've stated I, Trey Lance is going to be the start of this year I do firmly believe that and I think this kind of further encamp- or in, encases him in that situation so
2: all right, last thing here, we've got bad news coming from New Orleans uh, for the Saints. Alvin Kamara is reportedly expecting to be suspended for at least six games. He is facing felony battery charges for the fight he was allegedly involved in over the Pro Bowl weekend in Vegas, uh, so it seems like there are going to be some significant ramifications to his uh, uh, his outburst of anger, allegedly. You
1: want to take this one first, Yeti? Go ahead.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean... When we talked about Alvin Kamara and our our top 10 running back breakdown, we we both said that we we expect Kamara to be out for some time. Um, And I think if he does miss the first six weeks um, of the season, he's certainly not worth that second round ADP that he's projected at right now. Um, The guy I would be trying to get instead of Kamara right now is Mark Ingram. I know his ADP is going to shoot up a crap ton when the when the official news comes out. But if you are drafting now or in the next few weeks before uh, his hearing in August, um, go get Mark Ingram as fast as you can. Um, yep, yeah. reach for him. But if he's there and you know the seventh, eighth well, round later, go get him.
1: Absolutely, and I could not agree more with you. And, and you know, to further further uh, push that is he's probably on your waiver wires in some dynasty leagues. I know that he was on mine and I went to go get him somewhat recently and someone grabbed him like a day or two before. So there's a chance that if you're playing dynasty football, he's he is sitting on a waiver right now. Um, grab it. Because he's going to be usable for the at least the first six weeks, depending upon these allegations and, and what happens with his suspension years. So I, it's definitely a tough blow for Alvin Kamara owners. And it, it, if you're in a redraft league, it, it definitely makes things a little bit more difficult because Alvin Kamara is an elite talent, but he's got to be on the field. And that and if he's not on the field and if he's missing the first six weeks, that's a third of the year. That is a tough pill to swallow To have somebody riding on your bench for six weeks. You're taking up a bench spot that, and you know, then you have to wait for him to come back. So it it becomes difficult. You know, where where does he fall in the ADP? Because you know that much like DeAndre Hopkins, he's not going to play for the first six weeks. So uh, what do you do? That's it. That's all the news we got. That is all. Okay. Well, we are going to go ahead and move on to our mock draft on sleeper. That was it. one anything too crazy. But as I stated earlier, we are going to be mock drafting. So uh, Yeti is going to take the second overall pick. I'm going to take the fifth overall pick. And Scotty Del Rey is going to have the ninth overall pick. This is a super flex dynasty startup. We're going to be doing the first 10 rounds, and the, uh, the in-between picks are going to be auto-drafted. So I will kind of uh, read who goes off the board as it follows. So, gentlemen, are we ready to begin this thing? Let's roll.
2: Ready as I'll ever be. I made sure all my MiaKhalifa.com tabs were closed, Smart. and now the screen is being shared. Uh, just so our listeners are aware, this is something new we haven't tried yet, so um, hopefully what should happen is if you are watching on YouTube or on Spotify, you should see the draft board on your screen right now. If things do not work out that way, then you won't, uh, but we'll do our best to describe it to you either way as we go through the draft.
1: Right on. So let's get it started to kick off team number one auto pick
0: Patrick Mahomes is first off the board. Yeti, you are up. Uh, I want to start with a slight disclaimer and saying that this is my second time mock drafting (laughs) in a dynasty league. So feel free to roast my team after this. Um, But with it being a super flex dynasty league, I'm looking for a quarterback. Uh, Mahomes is gone. Next best available is going to be Josh Allen, in my opinion. Uh, So I'm going to take Josh Allen here over Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Good take
1: next off the board was Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow leaving me with the fifth overall pick. And this is a tough blow because usually one of those two teams when I've been in my mocks has taken John Taylor. This makes it a very difficult situation for myself. I think I'm just going to have to pull the trigger and I'm going to take John Taylor at the fifth overall pick. Moving on. We have Jamar chase and Kyler Murray and then Justin Jefferson. And now Scotty is on the clock.
2: (laughs) Yes, I'm on the clock with this being a super flex league. Uh, The next top tier quarterback that is available is the one and only Lamar Jackson, which makes it a pretty easy choice for me. And that's who I will be selecting.
1: All righty. And then we've got Javante's Inferno and Najee Harris. So two top 10 running backs off the board right there for team number 10. And it's back to you, Scotty.
2: So this is where I tend to struggle in these sorts of drafts, because uh, obviously being a super flex league, quarterbacks are at a premium uh, but because everyone is taking quarterbacks that leaves a lot of high level skill positions still available on the board I think I am going to take my chances here and pick up the one and only Cooper Cup to uh, fill my wide receiver spot and hopefully carry me to a championship in the next couple years
1: I like that pick I would have probably done the same thing there Um, going back after Scotty we have Kyle Pitts who I want to touch on this real quickly I'm not really excited about Kyle Pitts, and and I understand it's dynasty, so you hope that his situation gets better, but I am, especially in a redraft league, I'm not touching Kyle Pitts with a 10-foot pole, I'm I'm very scared of him this year. Um, So team number eight took Kyle Pitts, then Christian McCaffrey went off the board, and then Dak Prescott. So it's back to me. Currently, right now, the only person I have on my team is John Taylor. This is tough. This is very tough for me. I think what I'm gonna do here is i like deandre swift he's young he's on a on an up-and-coming team i i have some excitement for him i think that is who i'm gonna take so i will take deandre swift you bastard (laughs) and then i'm sorry i'm drinking whiskey but i forgot i'm also narrating um so after i took deandre swift the uh the next pick was austin eckler and team three took russell wilson so yeti you are on the clock you have josh allen as a quarterback
0: Yep, so the only person I have on my team at this point is Josh Allen. Um, this, is, this is difficult for me because it, it is a super flex league, and I know I'm going to get two picks kind of back-to-back here. Um, Jalen Hurts speaks volumes to me at this, at this pick. Um, I've stated before that I think Jalen Hurts this year is going to be a top-five quarterback, and I think he will continue to be a top-five quarterback. Um you can do it. You got 10 seconds. Yep. I'm going to hammer in Jalen Hurts Damn here. Damn it.
1: So you took Jalen Hurts and C. D. Lamb went at the 210 and then Trey Lance right after that. So you are back on the clock. You have picked both of your quarterbacks and uh,
0: you're, you're up. Yep. So I have two quarterbacks now, uh, Josh Allen, Jalen hurts. Um, I think it's time to get a running back off the board. And I think the best running back on the board right now, um, going to be, uh, Brees Hall. Uh, so I'm going to take Brees Hall over guys like Joe Mixon and Delvin cooks here. Uh, for obvious reasons, I think, you know, Brees Hall coming in as a rookie should be a stud in that offense for uh, new New York. So Brees Hall is my selection.
1: I like that pick right after you it went Mark Andrews and AJ Brown and I am on the clock right now, I have two running backs and this is not a situation I like to be in at this moment. I would have loved to have a quarterback and I'm kind of sad about it. Deshaun Watson is still there. But I'm slightly worried. He's going to, is he going to face suspension? Is he going to face time off? So I'm going to gravitate away from that a little bit. And I think at this point it's, it's best for me to maybe find a quarterback later on in the draft um, which, like I said, is it hurts a little bit, but there's a lot of juicy players here. Um, Joe Mixon comes to mind. I could have three uh, solidified running backs and be done with the show, but I think I'm going to take Debo Samuel. I like Debo here at, uh, at the 3.5, I believe he is going to be a top 10 wide receiver pretty handily, um, and that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to take Debo Samuel there. After that, after I did that, Deshaun Watson went off the board, Dalvin Cook. Devontae Adams and Scotty you are back up so far your roster is Lamar Jackson and Cooper Cup yeah 3.9
2: like where I'm sitting so far um normally here I'd like to uh I'd like to reach for another quarterback a high level quarterback but at this point in time there's still two two high level talent uh on the board at the skill positions for me to do that so I think I'm gonna go ahead and take my chance on Joe Mixon, who's got that upgraded offensive line, upgraded offense altogether. I think he's going to have a great year, and that is my pick.
1: All right, I do like that pick. Following your picks for Joe Mixon, the 10th team at the 310, when Stephon Diggs and then Matthew Stafford, bringing it back around to you, Scotty.
2: All right, so again, I would like to have a high-level quarterback, but just because of the way this draft has played out so far... Um, there's still a lot of good skill positions available. Now, here is a point where we're getting to about the ADP of people like Travis Kelsey, uh, and we all know how we feel about a high-level tight end. Um, I'm trying to choose between him and Jalen Waddle, another young player who I believe is going to have a great future. I think that right now I don't normally get the opportunity at this point to have a high-level tight end. I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. I'm going to make the reach, and hopefully it pays off.
1: Yes, and this just so I, I guess I forgot to mention this, there is one tight end spot, so we all know about tight end scarcity and uh, positional advantage there. So after you picking Kelsey, Derek Henry went off the board at 403, and then Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. I am back on the clock. My roster so far is John Taylor, DeAndre Swift, and Debo. So what do I do here? I still don't have a quarterback. I'm not liking that. Uh, but there's, there's some other players here that I'm still really, really interested in. So... I think hmm, this is tough for me because I, I know that the quarterback scarcity is slightly concerning I don't like that but I think I'm probably going to take T Higgins here so I uh, that'll lock up both of oh, my
0: yeah rolling the dice here
1: I am I am a little bit so yeah. after T Higgins was picked both Nick Chubb and Alvin Kamara were picked next and Yeti that leaves you on the clock What are you doing?
0: So I am at the range where DK Metcalf, George Kittle, Saquon Barkley, and Drake London are my uh, recommended ADP picks. Um, I only have one running back, and I don't have any wide receivers on my squad right now. Um, I really like Saquon Barkley a lot. I just don't know what a situation is going to look like after this year. Uh, this is his contract year with the, with the Giants. So that scares me a little bit. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and take Drake London over DK Metcalf here.
1: All right. So you've taken rookie Drake London at the 409. Right after that, DK Metcalf went off the
0: board, as well as JK Dobbins and Yeti. It's back to you. So um, I was between Barkley and London with my last pick and Barkley came around again. (laughs) So it's kind of uh, (laughs) fucking me here, Um, man. I could really, uh, I feel like I would solidify my running back spots, at least the first two spots, if I took Barkley here. Oh, man. Got to make a
1: decision. You're 20 seconds. I know,
0: I know, I know. Mm. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to roll the dice on Barkley.
1: Okay. Uh, After you taking Barkley, Travis Etienne went off the board, as well as Justin Fields, now putting me on the clock so there's a couple people here that i'm really really interested in but i need a quarterback i desperately need a quarterback right now and i I, my the top adp prospects are trevor lawrence and aaron Rodgers. those guys do not get me excited to get out of bed in the morning um i jacksonville's jacksonville and then aaron Rodgers lost Devonte adams so it makes it a little bit more difficult but i have all my other positions locked up other than tight end so I, I do I I really Cam Akers here is somebody that I'm really really interested in. I think he's going to have a great year. He's young. He's coming back from his Achilles injury. He looks really good. But I already have John Taylor and DeAndre Swift, and I need some other uh, positional advantage here. But I think I'm going to do it. Unfortunately, I think I'm going to take Cam Akers here. So I'm I'm you know what? No, I'm not. I'm, I lied. I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Derek Carr. I need a quarterback. He's the next one in the list. He is my QB1, so that doesn't excite me a whole lot. Um, I do like Derek Carr as a quarterback. He definitely got an upgrade, but a little difficult. So after that, we have George Kittle going off the board at 506, Kenneth Walker, and Michael Pittman, and now it's to you, Scotty.
2: Mm, yep, you took my pick. I was going to pick up Derek Carr. That was a good pick on your part. Um, I still need to lock up another quarterback position, and Derek Carr, I thought, was the man to do it. Uh, but since you passed on Cam Akers, and so did Team 7 and Team 8, um, I think that's going to have to be my go-to. I think I'm going to have to pick up Cam Akers uh, at this ADP or at this position in the draft. I think that's that's a steal, and I'm happy to put him on the roster.
1: I agree with you. I I, I do think Cam Akers is going to be great. Um, after your Cam Akers pick, Trevor Lawrence was picked up as well as Antonio Gibson, and you are back on the clock, Scott Delray. I'm going to just read your team real quick. You've got quarterback Lamar Jackson. Your two running backs are Joe Mixon and Cam Akers. You have your tight end position filled with Travis Kelsey, and you currently have one wide receiver that is Cooper Cup.
2: All right, so knowing that I only have one quarterback on the roster at this point in time in a super flex league, been harping out it the entire time so far, so uh, I am going to go ahead and lock up Tua Tagliovaiola. Tagliovaiola. I think that that offense is is in a up-and-coming situation. I think he's going to have – uh, he's at least going to be much improved. The question is, how improved are we talking? Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm willing to roll the dice on him and we'll take the gamble.
1: I like that a lot. I I, I was hoping he was going to fall to me. I think where his current projections are at for a dynasty startup <laughs> draft, I think he's a steal there. Um, with with how much they have done to upgrade his offense. So, great pick, I think. Uh, after him, when Aaron Rodgers, Darren Waller, and Deontay Johnson, I am on the clock. My current roster is Derek Carr, quarterback. I've got both my running back positions locked up at John Taylor and DeAndre Swift, and I have both my wide receiver positions, T. Higgins and Debo filled. So, I got 15 seconds left on the clock. There's still a couple people here that I really, really like. Um, and I think what I'm going to do here. Is oh man, I got seven seconds. Uh, I'm going to take, uh, take DJ Moore. So I, I'm not excited about that offense, but I like DJ Moore as a wide receiver. He's young, he's talented, and hopefully they figure out that situation. So after that, David Montgomery and Aaron Jones both went off of the roster. And Yeti, you are up. You have both of your quarterback positions filled at Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Both your running back positions currently filled with Saquon Barkley and Brees Hall. And you have one wide receiver being Drake London.
0: Yep, so I'm currently looking at drafting a wide receiver here. And at my current or at their current ADPs, Traylon Burks, Scary Terry, and Garrett Wilson, well, and Mike Evans are the projected picks. Um, Traylon Burks doesn't really excite me as much as I thought he would. Scary Terry just got paid, shitty quarterback. Garrett Wilson's in a crowded uh, locker room. Uh, and then Mike Evans, is up there in age. I really like Mike Evans. Last year with Tom Brady, two years with Tom Brady, give me Mike Evans to fill All up right. my wide receiver two.
1: Good pick. And after Mike Evans, Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson both went off, both rookies, both kind of in some questionable situations. We'll see how that plays out. And yet you're back on the clock.
0: Okay, so this is tough. Um the guys at the at, at my current ADP are Terry McLaurin, uh, Mac Jones, TJ Hawkinson, Jerry Judy, Josh Jacobs, and uh, Fournette. Um, I think I'm going to get some um, protection for Saquon Barkley in case something happens with him. Uh, I know this guy isn't really uh, – he's not much of a healthy guy either, uh, but I like him a lot to produce in Tampa Bay's offense, so give me Lenny. Playoff Lenny is
1: your choice, love it. And then Scary Terry just got paid and is on team three at the 703. TJ Hawkinson went at the 704, and I am on the clock. There's a couple things here that I really like, I really do. Um, but I, I'm looking at some of the other teams, and they still need a quarterback, too. I really want to grab Jerry Judy here, I think he's a great value and, and can produce, um, but I need a quarterback. and. I like Mac Jones quite a bit, to be completely honest. I think that he is going to have a great year, too. He got some help with the wide receiver position. And um, and I think that's who I'm going to go with. So I think I'm going to roll Mac Jones as my QB, two, And that is who I've taken. Following that is Josh Jacobs, Ezekiel Elliott, and James Connor were all taken. And Scotty, you were on the clock, my friend.
2: Yes, and looking at my team here, I'm pretty happy with how things are turning out. The one area that I see some weakness in is the wide receiver spot with only one on the board so far for me. But luckily, uh, somebody that I'm really high on, uh, somebody who I think has a great opportunity to be a high producer in their new revamped offense has fallen to me, and I am going to take the Broncos' Jerry Judy.
1: I love it. I really wanted to take him there, but I needed to lock up a quarterback spot. So following your pick for Jerry Judy, Devonte Smith – And Chris Godwin went off the board and you are back on the clock, Scott Delray.
2: Yeah, and now we get to the point where we're kind of starting to get in the realm where we can have a little bit of fun. We can start and make some reaches, um, make some guesses as to who is going to be uh, uh, seeing the ball a little bit more than expected. Um, I think I want to solidify a little bit the running back position. The reason being Cam Akers, even though he had a really impressive end of season, he is coming off of a major injury. I want to be able to solidify that as much as possible. Uh, so I see the top ranked on my uh, suggested draft picks here. Uh, starting running back on the board is uh, Elijah Mitchell, and I think I'm going to go ahead and pick him up next.
1: I don't, I mean, I, I don't hate it. I, th- there is concern there with his health, and I, and I understand everything that that encompasses. But if he is going to be the starter, I think there's a great value there, especially this late in the game. So I like that pick. Uh, moving on, Zach Wilson was taken. Chris Olave and A.J. Dillon. Um, much like you, I have three, you know, we're only doing 10 rounds here and we're already in the eighth round. I need some, some additional help at the running back spot, but it's a little shallow. So I, realistically, I'm looking at some of my options here. I, I think I'm going to grab one more wide receiver. That being Hollywood Brown. I like him. He's coming back home to play with kyler murray it's not his home but uh a reunion of sorts and and i with hopkins being gone i I just i like hollywood a lot I, i think he's gonna succeed so i'm gonna take him following that we have amari cooper and keenan allen yeti you are back on the board my friend
0: so yeah uh the current guys available for me are jameson williams tom brady dalton schultz and rashad bateman Um, I I do like Jameson Williams a lot as a talent. I just have questions there uh, with Jared Goff's arm. Uh, Jared Goff hasn't been much of a deep ball guy, I feel like, his entire career. So I don't know how Jameson Williams, how effective he's going to be in his first year there. Uh, I do like Rashad Bateman a lot. He's going to be the wide receiver one hands down for Baltimore. Uh, So give me some Bateman here uh, at the eighth round.
1: Nice. Uh, after your pick at Bateman, which I do love as well, I think he's, he's young, he's talented, and he's going to be the bona fide wide receiver one in that offense. We had Elijah Moore being picked and then, uh, Jamison Williams, and it's back to you. Or yes, jameson Williams, sorry.
0: Yep. So I have, uh, three running backs and three wide receivers with two quarterbacks. Now I don't typically like to take a tight end until later. Um, and I, I think I'm going to keep that mantra, uh, and I have James Cook available here uh, with with this pick. <laughs> uh, James Cook is a guy that excites me a lot. Um, Singletary for Buffalo is on a limited contract, and I think James Cook is in, 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 uh, in line to take a spot um, after he leaves. So give me James Cook. Do you like to watch the world burn? Because
1: I was really hoping he would fall to me. Very much so. I friend. desperately. So I was hoping he was going to fall back around to me. Um, I love the pick. I like James Cook, and I think that he is going to have value for years to come. Great pick. Uh, following your James Cook pick was Amon Ross St. Brown and Cortland Sutton, who it's actually also disappointing. I do desperately need another wide or running back. But i like Cortland sutton especially where he's falling um he's young russell wilson has proven that he can support two top 24 wide receivers in an offense and i think that both him and jerry judy are great plays so um i'm on the clock i need a running back now if we were going much further i would probably wait until miles sanders but um we're coming to the end of our draft here rather quickly i don't want clyde edwards a i don't but i think that right now unfortunately He's probably the pick to have. Um, there are some other running backs that I like a lot more than him, but I th- I think that's unfortunately what I've got to do here. So I've I've taken Clyde edwards alaire it, it hurts. I He's gagged. He's a sneaky doing pick it. this year, I, I think. I, I I hope, based on this mock draft, I'm certainly hoping so. <laughs> so, uh, following my Clyde edwards alaire pick, Darnell Mooney, Kenny Pickett, and Christian Watson all off the board, and Scotty, you were up.
2: All right, so here in this position, my mindset is uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, Cooper Cup, I think, is going to be a very high-level uh, performer for the next couple of years, but he's not getting any younger. Um, normally, my advice typically with Cooper Cup is to hang on to him uh, for this year, but then really consider what you can get for him in a trade, especially in a dynasty league, because I think that ultimately uh, his value is going to precipitously drop uh, sooner rather than later over the next couple That's of a years. That's word. Good um, verbiage. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. Um, so I'm trying to look at wide receivers right now. I think that I'm going to go ahead and take some upside uh, with the rookie, Sky Moore.
1: He's interesting to me. Um, I, I really I, – I don't know how – he could end up being huge, but I, there's just a lot going on in that Chiefs offense right now. So I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, after the pick for Sky Moore, the Muth was picked, as well as Mike Williams fall into the 10th round we are on the last round so fill up your last spots
2: all right so this one is a tough one for me as i'm scrolling through here trying to find maybe someone who might be able to help me <sighs> down the line maybe a sleeper i think what i might do is try and get a piece of that uh of that well or much improved raiders offense um, and i think Ooh. i'm going to go ahead and pick up uh the hunter renfrew
0: yes daddy
1: i <laughs> do had a great ending last year i i do have my concerns personally with him as far as uh, i still think he's a great wide receiver he certainly could produce but it's just going to be interesting to see how they use him with uh, waller healthy as well as the addition of Devontae adams so don't well, hate it on his name man that look I have his name, motherfucker. <laughs> so I get it. Um, and I, I, I do like Hunter Renfro. I think that's that's a, a fair place to put him. Following your pick for Hunter Renfro was Brandon Ayuk and Gabriel Davis, who I love Gabriel Davis falling this far. He's somebody, if we were going to continue this, I would certainly be trying to target him around there. And then Miles Sanders, who I would be somebody I would try and target uh, right around here as well. Um, I need a tight end. That is the last position I do not have filled. And Yeti, I think that uh, you dropped this. You're not even looking at me, but I'm taking Dalton Schultz, so fuck you. Uh, Dr. Schultz is in the house. I know that you love him, Yeti. Um, I also love him, and and he's somebody that I think could have a lot of value in a Cowboys. (laughs) You do. You do love him more, but um, I'm taking the the Dr. Schultz here. He is somebody who I think in that offense is going to uh, be necessary and, and could be a hot red zone target, so I like him there. Following that, Michael Thomas and Juju Smith
0: were both picking Yeti on the clock, my friend last pick. Um, So the last spot I have open now is for tight end as well. Um, I typically don't like taking a tight end until the later rounds. Um, I know we are in the 10th round but even later I look for a guy like Cole Komet. He is somebody who I would love to get in the 12th 13th round uh, if he's available. Uh, But ahead of him right now are Dallas Goddard, Dawson Knox, and Gusecki. Give me Goddard um actually give me Knox. I take that back. I was gonna give me I give me Knox I'd, over Goddard. I like that. Um I I like
1: the uh Knox over Goddard cuz I was like, man, he's on a high powered offense site, so they're both yeah. good picks, but I I would have done the same thing. I I would have taken Knox over Goddard. And there's not so. much
0: uh, volume in Philly.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um that completes it. that is it. That is our Fantasy Football Superflex Dynasty mock draft that was a mouthful um we will go ahead and and if you can if the test went as, as planned you will you would be able to see our draft live as we were doing it um either way we will go ahead and post this to our our uh, twitter account so you guys can see and rate our teams let us know what you think who uh, who of the three did the best and well, maybe
2: uh, right before we close out of this maybe we should go through and name our teams maybe uh, all of us can try and agree on a grade on them real quick
1: Okay, we'll start with Yeti since he was uh, he had the second overall pick. So, Yeti, your quarterbacks were Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Your running backs were Brees Hall, Saquon Barkley, playoff Lenny and James Cook. Your wide receivers, Drake London, Mike Evans, Rashad Bateman, and your tight end of Dawson, Knox. I could critique it
0: unless one of you two wants to go first.
2: Go ahead and take it away.
0: Um, so, just looking at my team briefly – I, I like how it's constructed a lot. Um, I think solidifying the quarterback position is important in the Superflex League, obviously, and, and I hammered uh, both spots with two young quarterbacks who are going to be in the league uh, for at least the next five years. Um, I love their rushing upside, obviously, uh, and Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. So very excited there, running backs. Um, I, gotta, I got, I got. Two young running backs in Brees Hall and James Cook. I think Brees Hall is going to be productive this year, and he should be a, a focal point of that offense for years to come. Uh, James Cook, like I said, I think he will eventually, eventually replace Singletary. Um, they see him as a scat back right now, but I think he's going to prove his worth in the NFL and kind of uh, show that he can be an every down back in the league. Um other running backs I got are Saquon Barkley and Playoff Lenny. I like those guys uh, for the immediate uh, for immediate use. Past this year, who knows? Uh, who knows if Tom Brady is going to be back in Tampa Bay for Playoff Lenny, and then who knows where Saquon Barkley is going to land next year? Uh, he is in his contract year with the Gi- or Giants, um, so we'll see. I-, I believe in that offense this year with the new. Uh, new head coach and Brian Daboll. I, I think that offense will be explosive, and I think Saquon Barkley is going to be rejuvenated into his contract year. Um, wide receivers, I got Drake London, Mike Evans, and Rashad Bateman. Uh, two young guys who I I'm high on. Um, I have said this on podcast episodes before that Drake London is the most complete uh, rookie wide receiver out of this draft class. And I think he will outproduce every uh, rookie wide receiver this year. In, uh, Scotty, are you taking
1: notes? Or are you letting for your army?
2: No, oh, I I keep it all up up top, so I got <laughs> it all. want to make sure. You know, I dream about it. So as soon as something falls, <laughs> I'll be there to call you on it.
0: You're yep. a freak. Uh, Mike Evans, uh, like a same boat as Saquon Barkley and Playoff Lenny. Um, well, I, I I should say even more so like Playoff Lenny because who knows what. Tom Brady is going to do next year, so I have concerns with Mike Evans, but he fills a wide receiver slot for at least this year and maybe next year. Uh, maybe I try to trade him off at the end of the year to get some value out of him, or maybe halfway through the year if I if I don't think Tom Brady's coming back or what have you. Um, and then tight end Dawson Knox, I like I said I would I don't like taking a tight end this early. I would take uh, Cole Komet. He's one of my favorite tight ends uh, in this draft. Um, But Dawson Knox fills the void that I had, and uh, I think he's going to be just fine in an explosive Buffalo offense. And I paired him with Josh Allen, so I like that. Um, Overall, I I mean, I'd give myself a B-plus on the 10 rounds. All right.
1: I think that's fair. I, I would probably give you a B personally. Um and this is condensed, right? If if we could if we knew we had more time, we knew we had more picks, we would probably do some of the things differently. Um there are some slight concerns with the wide receiver group. Um mostly Drake London because right now he is your wide receiver probably two with Mike Evans being your wide receiver one. So I, I do like your your draft. I don't get me wrong. Um but you just have a lot of youth there, which isn't always a bad thing. You just have to hit on it. So I, I think I would give it a B. Do you have
2: any input there, Scotty? No, I, I think you guys are right in the right in the right ballpark. Um, you know, the one thing about this draft that is important to note is with only 10 rounds, like you said, it does change the chemistry a little bit. I think if hmm. we were to go 15 rounds or even 20 rounds, um, I would like Yeti's team a little bit more. I think he'd have an opportunity to put some more depth on there before yeah. having to uh, pull a a, tie, a late tight end out. So, uh, but overall, I think you guys are right in the right ballpark. BB plus. Okay.
1: Uh, moving on to my team, I've got John Taylor and DeAndre DeAndre Swift and Clyde Edwards-Laird my running blacks. I'm
2: ugh, I'm all mumbled <laughs> and jumbled <laughs> today.
1: <laughs> uh, this whiskey's getting to me. Um, mm-hmm. I like my running backs. I don't like Clyde Edwards. I've stated that before. I know that I think you guys are a little bit more excited for him than I am. So I'll, I'll trade you when we get done with the mock draft. Uh, not super excited about him, but I needed a running back. John Taylor, everybody knows what he is. He is arguably, he's the one of the best running backs in the game. I am excited for him and Deandre Swift, I think is, you know, barring staying healthy. Also going to be great. Um, Debo Samuel, T. Higgins, D.J. Moore, and Hollywood Brown. I like my wide receivers probably the most uh, for out of my team overall. Debo and, and T. Higgins I think are great. T. Higgins is going to be an explosive offense, and I think he's somebody that um, a lot of people are projecting that Joe Burrow is going to be able to support both of them as top 24 wide receivers, and I think that there, there's an argument to be made there. So I like that. D.J. Moore is still – I mean, he, he's not terrible. He's just in a really crappy situation, but he finished wide receiver 18 overall in a not good offense. So, barring them getting maybe a Jimmy G or somebody else, his value could continue to grow. And then Hollywood Brown at the 8th overall pick. I love that. I'm excited for Hollywood. I think that he's going to be able to produce in fantasy football. I'm excited for him. Where I struggle... I don't like my quarterbacks. I've got Derek Carr in the fifth round and Mac Jones. I do like Mac Jones, but I I needed a quarterback earlier, and unfortunately I made some poor decisions. Um, I should have probably taken Jalen Hurts or Russell Wilson in the second round, um, and I did not do that. So I I, I don't know. I I think that they'll be feasible, but I definitely would be shopping around for a quarterback pretty quick. And then uh, tight end Dalton Schultz, Dr. Schultz. I do like him very much like Yeti's sentiment. I don't like taking a tight end early unless I know I'm going to get one of the top three tight ends. And I know that Dr. Schultz will probably not hit that mark, but I still think he is a top 10 guy and we had to pick a tight end. So I would have loved to grab a tight end a little bit later, but it is what it is. Overall, if I were to rate my team, I would probably put it at a B minus due to my quarterback problems. So I like some of my other guys, but I know that I'm going to be hurting a quarterback. Maybe yeah, in C-plus.
2: Yeah, I think C-plus, B-minus is exactly the area I was going to be going for for that exact reason. Um, although, if you're going to pick up some quarterbacks late late in the uh, in the draft, I think you chose correctly. Um, Derek Carr, I think, is going to have the best season of his career this year. Um, and so, you know, his, his ceiling is only so high. Uh, but if you are going to pick him later in the draft, this is the year to do it. Uh, and Mac Jones, obviously a young guy, same sort of situation where he's uh, his ceiling only goes so high, but he's young, um, and he's got plenty of opportunity to grow, and you're going to have him as a starting quarterback for years and years to come. Um, I, I do think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, I know, you know, as you say, he doesn't really pass the eye test. I think I can agree with that, uh, but the bottom line is he is a starting running back in an explosive offense. So I think pretty much no matter how he is utilized, he is going to have value. Um, so I think uh, I'd put you at a C-plus, B-minus just because of the quarterback situation where you left a lot on the board there. Uh, but outside of that, I think your team has a perfectly good chance of success.
0: Yeah, I, I think you really hammered your skill positions, right? Your your starting running backs are going to be amazing, and they'll get you great points. Wide receivers in the same boat. Uh, you can roll out Debo, T. Higgins, and then you'll probably put Hollywood in your flex spot, I would assume. Yeah. Um, but it's just the quarterbacks that do it for yeah. me. Um, Derek Carr and Mac Jones combined, you know, point points per game last season would have gotten you 29 points, um, which just isn't cutting it um, mm-hmm. from your quarterback position. Um, obviously, you like to take a, a quarterback earlier in the draft because um, I, I feel like quarterbacks can really make or break your team in a super flex league. So I agree. B minus C plus.
1: Yeah, I, like I, I totally get it, and I. This is why we mock, right? Is to, uh, to to play with things and to make decisions and see how it affects the team. And so when it comes to real time draft, you might be able to make some other decisions. So, yep. um, it's all learning, and I'm I'm good with that. I know that uh, there were some other opportunities in which I uh, I was hoping Trey Lance was going to swing back around and fall to me, and he didn't at the third. So, um, it is what it is, and I, it's all good. So Yeti or Scotty, you're up.
2: All right, so uh, starting things off here, I got my uh, quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Tua. Uh, wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Jerry Judy, Sky Moore, and Hunter Renfro, and running backs, Joe Mixon, Cam Akers, and Elijah Mitchell, and then rounding things off with the tight end, Travis Kelsey. The, the first thing that comes to mind with this team is it's either going to be a C- or an A team. Uh, I've got a lot of risk going on here. Lamar Jackson, obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the game, but dealing with some recent injuries, so you hope that he stays on the field. Uh, Cooper Cup's going to be great for the next couple years, but he's getting up there in age. We don't know how that's going to affect him down the line. I think Joe Mixon's safe. I'm happy with that pick. I think Travis Kelsey's safe for the next couple years. I'm happy with that pick. Uh, Cam Akers, again, dealing with recent injuries. So if he stays on the field, I think he'll be great, um, assuming that those don't impact him. Uh, Tua is unproven. Um, I think he's got a great opportunity this year to be a really good quarterback, but he's also got an opportunity to uh, underperform everyone's expectations. So we'll have to wait and see with that. Uh, Jerry Judy in the exact same boat. You know, a new revamped offense, a lot of upside, but there's also a possibility with some competition in that offense that he underperforms expectations. Um, Elijah Mitchell, I think is an okay pick for that round. Not super excited about it, but I think he's got some opportunities to uh, to do some things if he stays healthy. And then Skymore and Hunter Renfro. Um, not super upset with those picks getting them relatively late but looking back at it now i think i would have taken gabriel davis ahead of those two um i think i like his upside a little bit more but ultimately i think they'll perform uh just fine um, so i think i've got a high risk team which is kind of how i like to do these drafts i like to have the opportunity to win right now uh, but unfortunately that also sets you up for the possibility of crashing and burning so we'll have to we would have to wait and see how it played out throughout the season
1: I'm gonna be honest. I think I, I between the three of our teams, I like yours the most. To be completely honest, I think that you have a medley of um, younger guys and older guys, and that that's how you win in a dynasty league is having a, a combination of both. You you know you have some people shoot with the strategy of grabbing all the young guys early, um, and some people they you know that that's what they they go in with. But it, it, the reality of the situation is is you need a healthy medley of both, and I think you do that very well. I like your quarterbacks. I love Tua in the sixth round. That's awesome. He's somebody that I was really hoping I would be able to swing back around and grab and be done with it. But excuse me, I got the hiccups. You you took him. I love your running backs, Joe Mixon and Cam Akers. I think they're both going to be great for Cam Akers for the next couple of years and, and and Joe bearing on this year and maybe hopefully next year and a year after that. We'll see. Um, but you have a great team. I like your team a lot. If I was to rate your team, I would probably give it uh, an A. So um an A minus or an A is kind of where I lean. I, I your team I do I do like quite a bit.
0: Yeah, uh for your team, um the grade that I'm gonna give it is a B, but it has potential to be in that A in, in that A range. Um Lamar, obviously great quarterback. I love that pick. And then Tua, we know what his his floor is. Um, But we don't really know what his ceiling is Uh, I think he has really high upside this year and if he you know if he uh, Explodes in in his new offense this year you you are going to be set with a a nasty one-two punch um, At quarterback, so I I like that Um, Running backs Joe Mixon I'm super high on this year um, and I think he should be fine for the next few years there in Cincinnati Cam Akers, he looked good coming off as Achilles. Like that, um, the only question I have is wide receiver. Um, Cooper Cup, obvious, obviously, is going to be wide receiver one, but then you have a combination of guys like Jerry Judy, Sky Moore, and Hunter Renfro. We don't know what Jerry Judy is going to look like in this offense, or uh, you know how much uh, he's going to have to share with Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. I mean, it's a guessing game at this point, right? Who's going to be the Denver wide receiver one? Um, so I don't mind it. If you, like I said, if he is the guy in Denver, I love his upside, right? With Russ Wilson. Uh, Sky Moore has a shit ton of a p- potential there in Kansas City, too. He just kind of has to carve out a role. And then Hunter Renfro, I think he's going to be a consistent guy for you that you could plug into the flex or just be your wide receiver two or three if you need them to be so overall i'd give your team a b with really high upside
2: yeah that's about the same range i put it in as well
1: all right well you guys tell us what you think so all you brainiacs out there that are tuning in we will post in there give us your thoughts let us know what you think um be kind be kind to us. It was a mock draft. We just kind of came up with this as an idea to do for the episode. So it wasn't like we all sat here for multiple hours doing it, but uh, we are truly interested. Let us know what you think. We'll post it over to our Twitter account, at Leather Brains.
0: So, and we had a minute to pick. so That's We did. We had forward. a minute to pick, and, <laughs>
1: and so be kind to all of us. But uh, we are going to go ahead and get on with the show and move over to our, our questions. Here's
2: the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail.
1: When it comes I wanna You can stop sharing your screen, Squatty.
2: Well, I was going to bring that up here just as a quick edit- editor's note. Just to play it safe, I think I'm going to leave that up um, just in case it affects the download of the recording. Um, and obviously, when you're watching this, I will edit it so you won't see the screen any longer. But just for my fellow hosts here, that's why you still see it on the screen. You're so kind to us. Yes, I think so. All right, Thanks. first so, question. From the Brainiac Flimsy underscore Passenger underscore five nine eight. He is a repeat question asker. I believe. I think I recognize his name. So thank you for listening and continuing to tune in and support. He wants us to pick the better side. And a twelve-team dynasty superflex league. Are you taking Calvin Ridley, Tony Pollard, or Derrick Henry? A twenty twenty-three early third, and one. What, does that say to one hundred $1, a fab? thousand dollars in 100, uh, 100 out of 1,000 in fab uh which is an interesting uh interesting element to this equation. So what do you think Hunter? I'm taking
1: Derrick Henry man. I he's I who knows if Calvin Ridley's ever going to play the game of football again. You know what I mean? That's that's where I am at. That's the camp that I'm currently in. So um it's Tony Pollard or Derrick Henry and and some other juice. I I lean the Derrick Henry side every single time when he's healthy. He is an elite running back and uh And I think he's going to have a bounce back here. So I'm taking Henry on that. I agree.
2: All right. Easy enough. Short and sweet. We'll go on to the next question here. Electronic number 20. Who is the best fantasy option in a Dynasty Superflex PPR league? Traylon Burks or Chase Edmonds? Yeti.
0: Uh, give me Traylon Burks. Um, I'm not as high on Traylon Burks as I, I once was, but I am not high on Chase Edmonds either in a very crowded backfield in Miami. And I, I think Miami has a lot more mouse to feed, um, you know, with uh, Tyreek and Waddle and Gaseki obviously. Whereas Traylon Burks, I mean, he just has to beat out Robert Woods. And um, I, don't, I don't think that I don't know if he'll have any issues with that, you know, with uh, Woods coming off of um, ACL injury. So give me Traylon Burks here. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Chase Edmonds, is, he
1: could be phased out as early as next year and become like a backup running back. Um, while I realistically probably don't see that happening, he's certainly going to be in a timeshare of sorts. And Traylon Burks, uh, they, the Titans obviously are very interested in his success with the departure of trading A.J. Brown to obtain him. I think that's a no-brainer for me. I'm taking Perks. All
2: right. Next question comes from YKTV16. Is it enough? Is this enough to get John Taylor in a 12-team uh, tight end premium PPR superflex league? John Taylor, four, a 110 in the rookie draft, a 2023 first, and Debo Hunter.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, I I, I mean, I I don't know if the John Taylor owner would feel the same and each person is going to value their players a little bit differently. Um, But I think that's certainly enough to, uh, if I was buying John Taylor, I would definitely try and push that through to get it done. Um, I don't know if that's, they feel as if that's enough. I would probably say they wouldn't. Um, I'd say that they probably want more because John Taylor is young and, and he has proven himself to be an elite white running back. But um, I would definitely try and try and push that through and get them to do that. I would I would certainly trade away those, those assets to get John Taylor.
0: Yeah. I definitely think that's enough value. It just depends on how, how tight the JT owner is. Um, yeah, he might want a, a running back instead of Debo because I, you could argue that the draft picks are maybe enough to get JT. Um, it, it, it all just depends on the owner. Um, but for me personally, it would depend on team construction on my team construction, but I, I think that's enough.
2: So yeah. I mean, if, if he's in a, if win I was a John mode, Taylor I, owner,
0: to... I wouldn't do
1: it. I would want more as a John Taylor owner. And I've, the reason I say that is because I've seen a lot of different people buying John Taylor and I've seen what they're offering to get him and they're offering the moon. Um, so I think that you could get more for him than that, but. You know the other person may say, "You know what, screw it? I'll take that stuff, but I think that you could probably get more for him, but if you can weasel him away for that much, I would do that in a heartbeat
2: so well, the, what would the it... other thing to consider too is that for someone to obtain John Taylor, they likely had to whenever the league started um or if they were lucky enough to pick him up in the rookie draft um they probably had to spend a lot of draft capital to get him, which could result in a team where John Taylor is sort of the the shining spot on the hill." Um, in which case they may be looking for an opportunity to uh, to rebuild and get some depth Um, so it really does depend on the john taylor side on what kind of team that they have uh, because i think if they're in a win now mode you're probably not going to get john taylor uh, for that or even much more than that Uh, but if they're in this position where john taylor is the one player that they have to rely on and they want to rebuild for future years i think you have a good shot
0: so realistically what would it take to get jt off your hands any one of your hands I would want I'm probably not
1: the rookie draft for the 110 because um, that's, that's kind of far back. Um, I would look for Debo, I definitely like, I'm interested in, um, but I would probably look for like a 2023 first as well as a 2024 first or two 2023 firsts. Um, that's kind of where I would lean. That's the camp I would lean in is I would want two first rounders and somebody like Debo for John Taylor.
2: All right, moving on here. Superb Tourist is back again. Thank you for your uh, second question here in this uh, follow-up episode. He is in a 12-team Superflex PPR league, and he is rebuilding. And he says he might be shelling Cup short, but he's got no better offers for him. What should he do? Cup and a 2023 second or DJ Moore and a 2023 first?
1: Who are you shooting that to?
2: Uh, We'll give that one to Yeti.
0: um, I would say mm, I don't know I feel like if I was a cup owner I would want more um, than DJ Moore I do like that first round pick a lot in next year's draft but you shouldn't have to give up a, a second um you should just be able to give up cup and DJ or to get DJ more in that first round pick. Um, gosh, I'm going to say hold on a cup and then try to flip them during the season.
1: I would say the exact same thing. That was exactly what I was going to say. I think that you're selling Cup too short. The, the it, but this is a really shitty spot, right? Because this this person is is in a rebuild, so he probably doesn't have a, a great supporting team around him. But he has, you know, one of the best wide receiver pieces in the game right now. Um, I would maybe try and I, I agree completely. I think that I would if I were to sell Cup, I would take DJ Moore in a first. But I giving up a second to me is rather silly. So I'd probably hold on to him get him to produce again this year, then maybe sell him to a team that is projected to maybe win. And that would solidify their win. Um, but I, other than that, I would probably hold him because I, I just, I don't think that's enough value for him right now.
2: Next question comes from Ty underscore Ronasaurus. I assume your name is Ty. So I will address you as such. Ty that's says cool. he is in a 10 team PPR league. Are you taking Dobbins in a 2023 mid to late first or Swift Hunter?
1: I really like swift this upcoming year i do i think that he's going to be really good um but fuck um what you gonna hmm. do Slav? i don't know man i i guess i would really want to see what the rest of your team looks like do you have enough supporting cast around you um because i don't think jk dobbins is a bad ad either i really don't i think swift is better than dobbins but uh A 2023 mid to late first, depending upon what you need and where your needs are at, that could end up being a huge asset for you in next year's draft. So, without knowing any more of your team, I think I'm going to take Swift, but that could change depending upon where your team is at. So, without more information, I'm taking Swift, I think.
0: Yeah, give me Swift all day. Um, I'm not as high on Dobbins as a lot of people might be, um, just because... That backfield is crowded. Uh, You have quarterback, wide receiver, or quarterback, running back Lamar Jackson, and then you have Gus Edwards, who is also coming back uh, this season. Um, And it's going to be a three-headed approach on the on the ground game. Um, I don't. I've read that Dobbins is having issues with his ACL comeback, and Gus Edwards is kind of far and ahead of him in his recovery process. Um, which scares me a little bit for Dobbins, so I'm not intrigued with Dobbins at all at this point. Um, and I think Swift will be a top ten running back this year, and he will continue to be a top ten running back running back behind a, a solid offensive line. So, give me Swift. All
2: right. Next question comes from What a Boss. He is in a Superflex Dynasty League. Um, what do you guys think about this trade? Brandon Ayuk and a 2023 first or AJ Dillon, Yeti.
0: Um if you're getting Ayuk in the 2023 first, I would take that. Um only, yeah, I would take that for sure. Um I I I love the draft class next year. Uh, I've said that multiple times, I'll say it every time this question comes up. And Ayuk doesn't excite me, um, but that first-round pick does. So g- give me that side.
1: Yeah, I think I agree there. I uh, I do like A.J. Dillon, and I think that he's going to certainly be feasible this year. But I think a 2023 first, I, I would maybe be interested in the projection of where that first, pick, that first rounder pick lands. Because like you said, Brandon Ayuk really doesn't get me out of bed in the morning. He's going to be... He's a wide receiver, too, in an offense with a new quarterback, and their offensive coordinator's left, so there's some questions there. Um, But that 2023 first is pretty enticing, so I think I'll probably take that direction.
0: Yeah, it really came down to the first-round pick or A.J. Dillon. And at that point, I I think that first-round pick is more valuable than A.J. Dillon at this point. I agree. All
2: right, next question comes from Clay's 19 Weird name, I like it. He's in a two-keeper redraft PPR league, and he is in a dilemma. He has Derrick Henry locked in as his first keeper, but who should be the second? He's trying to decide between Saquon or Javante. Hunter, what do you think?
1: So keeper leagues are really interesting to me, and I haven't been in a keeper league yet, but I really wanna I really wanna dip my toes in the water because I think that they it's a fun mixture of of you get the best of both worlds, right? You get a you get a redraft every year but there's a couple people that you get to kind of pick and choose to keep from year to year which is exciting um in a two keeper league i'm i'm going Saquon, because you can't hold a player in the hopes that they will succeed year over year in a keeper league this is how i always look at a keeper league is you have to it's still a win now every single year so you have to be cognizant of that. You, you don't want to waste one of your keepers on somebody that is, that is going to sit on your bench and, and maybe end up being a good keeper next year. So I look at this. I like Javante Williams a lot. I do, but Melvin Gordon has me having slight concerns. Um, and, and you know, they, they went and got Russell Wilson. I think they're going to be more effective throwing the balls. So I look at it as, as Saquon Barkley, if he can be healthy and, and can be good, I think I'm leaning his route and, and, I don't know how you're going to answer to this, Yeti, but I know you're a Saquon believer this upcoming year, and and I think that there is some justification there for him to have a bounce-back year. So I think that's that's kind of where I'm leaning on this.
0: Yeah, in a, in a redraft league, you're in a must-win situation, and if that's the case for this year, give me Saquon. Um, I think, like I said, Giant, the Giants offense is going to be completely revamped under Brian Debo. They've kind. Of, they've tried their best to bolster their offensive line through the draft and free agency. It's not going to be great, but it's going to be a complete upgrade from where they were last year, which was dead last. Um, so I'm excited about that Giants offense, uh, and Saquon is going to be a focal point in that offense. So give me Saquon over Javante.
2: Next question comes from Wiz Red Capos. He is in a Dynasty 1 quarterback PPR league. Are you taking Amon Rawdog or a 2024 first? Yeti?
0: This is tough because I haven't really looked at the 2024 draft. (laughs) So I don't know who's going to be, you know, if any high uh, quarterbacks or running backs or wide receivers are projected for that draft. But I do know that Amon St. Brown, he has a lot of competition there in Detroit now. Uh, mainly Jameson Williams, who they just drafted out of Alabama. Um, you put, you put some respect on DJ shark's name and DJ shark. Sorry. (laughs) Um, and also to note TJ Hawkinson is coming back healthy. Deandre Swift is coming back healthy, which those two guys being out last season was a big reason why St. Brown had success. Um, but I mean, I don't think there's any way around that. Um, So with all those concerns, I'm going to go with the first round pick in 2024. Yeah, that was exactly. I mean, you stated everything that I, I, you shared the same thoughts exactly
1: that I did there. 2024, it's a first round pick and Amon Ra, he showed how great he was when nobody else was there. You know, DeAndre Swift was injured. TJ Hawkinson was injured. Um, they didn't really have great wide receivers this last year, and so they they got a rookie wide receiver to come in and help, as well as the addition of DJ Shark. All those guys come back healthy, and there is a big question mark there. So I'd take the first and run. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, our final question comes from Jackson Beckham, uh, who is becoming a, a a great Brainiac who is continually interacting with us. So thank you, Jackson, for your support.
1: We need to give him a nickname, Big Beckham.
2: I think Big D already solidified the big mm, yeah. preface.
1: Um, the hamster, Jay Becky. <laughs> G- give Jay. me that Becky. I, I like I, I, I like
2: Becky. If... Becky's good. Becky with a J. <laughs> yeah, Jay <laughs> Becky. All right, Jay but Becky. The J silent. He uh <laughs> he doesn't give us much uh much background. I'm sure he has in the past, but he doesn't give us much background this time around. So just think of this as a uh, straight up trade. Um, he wants to know what you what side you'd take between Mike Evans. Traylon Burks, Christian Kirk, and Antonio Gibson, or Rashad Bateman, ETN, and Drake London. Hunter, take it away.
1: I do not know. I do not know, Mr. J. Becky. I, uh, I think I lean Bateman, ETN, and Drake London. Um, I'm not excited about Gibson this year. I have no idea how that running back room is going to play out. And I, I just don't know. Um, and then Christian Kirk, also, I'm not extremely excited about. I saw what he was with the Cardinals, and he was not a wide receiver one. And they paid him to come in and be a wide receiver one. Jacksonville is something in which I, I'm not really excited about most of the the Jacksonville players. But Jacksonville has has proven that they can have a decently effective run game for fantasy football, which is why I like ETN and or James Robinson. Um, but I don't think Christian Kirk is a wide receiver one talent and that's what he is in that offense. And that's concerning to me, Traylon Burks. I do like Traylon Burks. I do. I think that the Titans are invested in him very obviously with, with what they've did to obtain him. Um, so I do like Burks and then Mike Evans. I also do like, I really like Mike Evans at the start of the year because of, um, the departure of Chris Godwin due to injury, but I have concerns about the future of Mike Evans. Will Tom Brady come back after this year? Will Mike Evans stay healthy? Those are some – those are the very major concerns because if Tom Brady doesn't come back next year, he's going to see a significant downgrade in quarterback, and that affects all your wide receivers. So I look at it like this. Rashad Bateman is going to be the wide receiver one in that offense. They really didn't do a lot to support um, the wide receiver group with the departure of Hollywood Brown, and that uh, he is going to be the wide receiver one there. Travis Etienne is – slated to be the the running back one james robinson's coming off injury for his achilles i know Etn uh, is as well but um he got his achilles injury well before james robinson so he should be back and ready to go and start the season which is exciting and then drake london is really the only wide receiver that they really have for for the falcons and so um you could argue kyle pitts is a receiver because that's kind of what he was trying to do last year but they have a lot of question marks there at Quarterback, however, I think that they're going to figure it out within the coming years, and uh, and hopefully get Drake London some support there. He's young, he's extremely talented. I think I would take the Bateman ETN and London side personally.
0: Yeah, this question is really tough. Um, for hmm, I'm trying to decide if Antonio Gibson and Travis ETN are equal, or which one is better than the other. Antonio Gibson is going to be probably a two-down back. You know, we we know that J.D. McKissick takes all of his targets on third down, and we know that Brian Robinson is going to be a goal-line short-yardage type of guy on third down. Um, So he's going to take away touchdowns from Antonio Gibson. But Antonio Gibson is still a productive running back. You know, he's he's a fun running back to watch, and he's still a talented running back. And Etn he's going to be competing with james robinson but i think in the offense that james or um, that jacksonville is going to run this year they're going to be playing from behind i think they're going to be throwing the ball more aka more dump offs to etn who i think will play more than Jay robinson um in that kind of scat back type of role um what are you doing I really like Bateman and London. I'm going to go with the Bateman on ETN and London side. It's close. Um, Honestly, it yeah. is really it's close. It really is. Um, I think Christian Kirk is going to be a serviceable wide receiver this year. I think he'll be a wide receiver two this year. Traylon Burks probably uh, wide receiver three with any ups with upside every week. Mike Evans will be your wide receiver one every week. Antonio Gibson RB two, RB three type range. Um, ETN, I think he has upside to be RB one just based off uh, PPR. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think he's going to see a lot of targets out of the backfield, uh, which excites me with ETN. Uh, Bateman, he's going to be the wide receiver one in Baltimore, and then Drake London, obviously wide receiver one in Atlanta. I think they have wide receiver one upside on any given week, but they're probably probably both going to be wide receiver twos i just yeah i gotta go with that side just based off of youth as well yeah yeah i agree it's a good question though Solid it is question. and it's close
1: i really do think it's it's rather close yep
2: that's it all the questions we got
1: that's it all right well then we're at the end of the show we have great made
0: questions it. by everybody
1: yeah and uh this was a fun episode i enjoyed doing this so um, if this was your first time tuning in, we appreciate you guys making it this far in. Welcome to the family. You are now a brainiac. So welcome aboard. We we appreciate you guys' support. Um, continue to send us your questions. We love having questions. We love getting them. We love answering them and, and kind of dissecting some of this stuff. So it is, it is truly a lot of fun for us to do. And we hope you guys enjoy it as well. If you were not already, go give us a follow on Twitter at LeatherBrains with a Z. You can go ahead and see our, our, uh, our draft results there as well as a bunch of other stuff that we're posting all the time we, we're very involved with our brainiac community over there always asking questions putting polls up having conversations it truly is a good time so if you like fantasy football highly recommend you go give us a follow over there and we'll follow you back we're not stingy you'll be okay um and last thing is just just hit follow for wherever you may be listening to us at whether that be uh whatever podcast platform youtube anywhere we're all over the place so Hit us, hit us up there. Give us a follow. It means the world to such a small little podcast such as ourselves. So we appreciate you guys' continued support. Am I missing anything? Is there any last words?
2: No. Thanks for the support. No. And let us know if you like the draft, too. This is something that we can do as often as, as you guys are interested in hearing it or seeing it, if it's helpful to you, if it uh, creates some interesting conversations. Uh, we're definitely interested in knowing that. It's fun for us to do, so we have no problem continuing to do that if it's something that the brainy axe would like to see. Absolutely.
0: And we can even dive into redrafts too. I mean, yeah. if that's what you guys want to see, we can do a redraft mock. Um, just let us know. Uh, any interaction we get with these mock drafts will be helpful. So.
1: Absolutely. I uh, I agree. So, hey guys, we appreciate it, and we
2: are out.